When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever, dog. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Yeah, this is Treks in the City with Alice Wetterlin and Veronica Osorio. Presente. Pre- don't understand what you're saying. I, again, I don't speak Spanish. Hola, estoy presente. Nope, uh, still don't get it. Anyway, happy to be here today on this bright and sunny Canadian summer day, and I guess. And Los Angeles summer. And Los Angeles. We've got a great guest today, but first, Veronica, how are you doing? Estoy super bien, gracias. ¿Y tú, cómo estás? I am pretty sure I don't know what you're saying. All right, guys. Well, all right, this is getting long. Um, the welcome worst to part is that City. you actually do know. Probably I know, that's really difficult because I want to answer you. <laughs> the, the worst dumb, part about this bit the is dumbass bit. Yeah. Um, hi, Alice. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Uh, it's my first day of out of quarantine, so. Woo! What does that um, mean? Well, I've been quarantining... I've been in self-isolation for two weeks in a in a furnished living situation in Canada, and the first time I got to leave was today, and I'm just instantly pissed at everybody, uh, I, and I went back into my house, and I was like, fuck, fuck everybody, fuck this shit. Um, so Why were you pissed? Well, I'll talk let's about it once. Let's our get guest. our guests yeah, so in here. It, Speaking of it, talking about, I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to waste uh, what Bust Magazine calls comedy gold. Our guest um, ah. is is here, and I'm so excited to have her. I've known her for a long time. I've been an admirer of her stand-up. She's, you know her from The Daily Show, and also her brand new podcast, That Black-Ass Show, on the Starburns Network, which is coming every Wednesday. And may I say Wednesday is a podcast wasteland. We need a new Wednesday podcast. Please welcome to the stage, as I get the fucking thing ready. Okay. Please welcome Dulce Sloan. Hello, friends. Hello, my darling. Dulce, where are you? I am on my friend's roof in Harlem. We literally just got in from from Ocean City. We went for Rosebud Baker's uh, Bachelorette. That's crazy. Do you know that Rosebud is marrying my ex-husband? I am fully aware of that. Ah! Wait, wait. I don't know. The way you said it makes me think there's been a lot of, okay. Well. I knew she was getting married, and then I knew he had an ex-wife, and then they would say it was Alice What, and I was like, oh, cool. And then it eventually clicked, and I was like, oh, I'm doing her podcast on Monday. (laughs) 
<laughs> it took a long time for me to connect those dots, even though I know you and I know them. And it just one day it was like, oh, yeah, I, I do know her because it was just a disconnect. Yeah. I could not be more pleased and happy with them being uh, their, their impending nuptials. I'm st- I, people after Andy and I got divorced, it was like people would say a year or two after they'd be like, is it cool if we book you guys on the same show? And, like, Andy and I would be, like, texting each other. Like, we became friends pretty quick after the divorce. So it wasn't ever, you know, but people still think there's um, drama, mostly because he makes fun of me on stage. Well, drama's more fun than it was amicable and their friends. God, that's so true. People need that. I've been trying to make the piece fun, and it's just not going to be that. It's, not, um, it's never going to be fun. I want the drama. Okay, well... I'm really pissed about uh, it, guys. I don't like I don't like Rosebud. I don't want them to get married. How about that? Take that and run with it. So I do like Rosebud, um, but Rosebud's I, great. I uh, I don't. I have to confess, I don't know her very well because, of course, I different scenes, different cities. There's actually, you know, more than three female comedians in the world. So no, what? Wait, how was the bachelorette party? It was uh, it was really fun. It was uh, me and Makala and P.D. Debru and uh, it's Makala Lee, P.D. Debru and Alex English and Rosebud. And we went to the beach and we mm. went on jet skis. Oh, uh, my God. And um, we went to this really like really good crab place. But like it was just a hang. Uh, Rosebud mm. got us all like uh, these like great night dresses from Walmart. And I'm a huge fan oh. of. A sleep dress, a sleeping gown, a so sleep good. scenario. Um, <laughs> and it was really fun. Makala cooked a lot. So we had like one big dinner last night after we went to jet skis uh, at a uh, crab place called On the Bay. So we had a lot of fun. We just hang out. We had to do face masks. Um, I think Makala got, bu- I think like a couple people got sunburned. I didn't get sunburned because, you know, I am the black. Uh, <laughs> we can get it, though. I think I've yes. probably had it. I've, yeah three times mm. but it never hurts you just see like peeling and you're like ah i'm a snake <laughs> but i've never had this like i think i've had like one time under my eyes maybe where it hurt oh but under your eyes delicate eye skin that's yeah, a delicate skin but i think because it was like we went swimming at like uh, a friend of mine her mom worked at a hotel right. and they had the roughest towels i was like this is a nice hotel y'all need to invest in fabric softener and I think at the, by the end of the because you always wipe your face when you're swimming. Oh, my and God. And at the end of the day, I think all hurting. of us were just like raw. And I was like, I'm too young to exfoliate, which has happened to me. Yeah. Um, but other than that, if I get sunburned, I don't know that I had it. So, mm-hmm. but I was trying to come back black, 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 black. I got some color. <laughs> I got some color. Yeah. I'm not as dark as I wanted to get, but, you, you know, can you, you never are know. Are you able to, like, uh, get your shade, your tone up? In just one beach trip, or can, do you need to do like three, four days? Um, I can do about like two. If I do like a good two, three days, I'll get like mm-hmm. real dark. Um, but I think like with me, I just tan so fast. You tan fast, okay? I tan yeah. fast, but then it doesn't always stay. So it'll oh. tan real quick, and then it'll kind of like because I'll turn like, Fade away. like all the all the red in my skin comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. Yes. Yeah. Like the red will come up because I have like a lot of red undertones. That's why I have a hard time picking out makeup. Um, so I have like the red undertones will come up and then if it stays, then I turn brown. But I, the, I, the now, first. Okay, I now yeah, want to only talk similar. about makeup because we I know you said red undertones very, and I was like we were like 
Okay, I've just started. I just started Mac. running through in my head Me all too. the different companies. I'm like, well, Mac has a really good like dark skin palette for like corrective color. I'm just like, all I'm doing for two weeks, right, is like at home. So I'm just doing YouTube tutorials and stuff, and like learning all about. <laughs> I learned how to do a Bella Hadid eye. Oh, so like a cat eye, probably. Yeah, like, but like, so that it looks like you contour your eye, so that it looks like you have that eye shape. It's bizarre. It's crazy. I definitely look like I've had plastic surgery a little bit, which I don't know. I, I kind of like it. I mean, it's all like stage trick drag queen makeup is what everyone's doing right now. Yes, it it's is. like I don't understand why regular like con like if you have like one of those Kevin o I got one of those Kevin O'Connor makeup books from back back yeah. in the day, and so contouring is not a new thing. It's just the level of contouring. The mass, it's like mass marketed now. It's, mass it's a drag queen now. thing that has hit the mainstream. Yeah, it's like a drag queen thing that hits the mainstream, but it's crazy because it's just like, you see all these girls with this heavy contour and it's like, yeah, you don't need to. to soften their features. I think it's sort of freeing though that like, if you don't, you go around your whole life with the same face shape. So I think people are like, cool, I just can have a different face shape today. That's how I treat it. It's like, I don't want, I want a weak jaw today. <laughs> well, like, I think the coolest thing about it is just like, <laughs> you can completely change the shape of your nose. Yeah. It's just like, just a little dark powder. And it's just like, I've got a whole new nose. Whole this new is crazy. nose. Whole new nose. You should Google nose. Korean nose tip. They have Korean? like, Korean, Korean, like from Korea. Yeah. Korea. Uh, they they no, do I, like I a, a, a nose tip, so like it's already like you, I've seen them like when they're like look so cute, you know those videos they're like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they with like a with a thing they scrape their nose off like this. Yes, they have that makeup that they fill in to make it look like that their nose is a completely different shape. A and so, different bridge, and di Everything. they'll make a different bridge, and it's just like it's this putty that they put in. It's literally a putty that they put in and it's special <laughs> effects makeup and it completely changes the bridge of their nose and yes. then they do the tape because yes. like um the do this thing. Yeah, the eyelid surgery is very popular mm -hmm. in South Korea. And so there's literally a tape that they'll put in to make it look like that they have the double lid. Yeah. Yeah. They do like the they do like a tape here to like uh make this uh deeper. This like like I'm gonna do this crease. canal. I'm going to do like a makeup tutorial that's like, so a lot of people have been asking how I do my Gerard Depardieu nose. Oh, I'm that's the like one everyone's looking Gerard for. a whole Gerard Depardieu, like giant bulbous nose. Because that's, that's from, <laughs> yeah. If you can contour that into a very thin little girl nose. No, no, I'm going full Gerard Depardieu. I'm talking oh. green card. Um, so <laughs> is... I want you to talk about if you don't, oh if God. you mind, if you don't mind, will you describe your new podcast and how you came up with the um, amazing idea of going over um, black TV shows and kind of discussing them? So my new podcast is called That Black Ass Show, um, and um, I was having a meeting with Starburns about like different podcast ideas, and a um, a producer at Starburns, Judith Carbo, she presented um, me with the idea, and I was like. Yep, sounds great. I love it. Let's do it. So yeah. it was, um, you know, she was saying it would be interesting to talk to um, Black creatives about the Black TV shows that influenced them and the ones that they loved. I love it. And so I was like, yeah, run it. Let's go. Um, and the thing that I came up with was the Black Ass Confession that we do in every episode. 
Uh, so <laughs> the Black Ass Confession is a, I ask the, uh, my guest, and I also have to answer this question about a Black movie or TV show uh, they haven't seen or a Black thing they cannot do. Uh, mine is always, uh, my example is always, I have never seen Baby Boy or Baby's Kids, and I don't know how to play spades. So. <laughs> you don't know. Spades? I don't know how to play spades either. Is that like hearts? All right. Well, see, exactly. So it's uh, it's a big deal in the uh, in in the black community to play these to play this particular card game, and I've never. Because thing about spades is like nobody ever like kind of like. I don't know if you just pick it up or somebody teaches you. I don't know how it works, but you just you know as a, you just go to multiple barbecues and someone's playing it, and then you hope an argument doesn't start. <laughs> is there money? Mm, there can be mm -hmm. um but usually just like you basically with the whole point of the from what i can tell of what i'm <laughs> what i have surmised from the little bit of teaching that i've had is that you have to get um a certain number of books so basically there's four people that play and their partners and then you try to um and you and your partner try to win as many hands as possible and so before the game once you get your hand you predict how many hands you'll think you're going to win. Oh, my God. And then you put that up against how many hands you actually win. And that's how you dictate the scoring. It could be a great game show. It could. Celebrity Spades. Oh, my God. That'd be so hilarious. You just do it with giant cards. Or you could do it like Alice in Wonderland <laughs> where it's just people as cards. So it's just 52 people standing there with card outfits on, all socially distanced, of course. Um, and just make it a giant human. Like when they tried to make Fruit Ninja a game or when they tried to make Candy yeah. Crush a game. Same thing. Just a yeah. giant card game that you stand in and hopefully your cousin, your uncle doesn't cuss somebody out. I hope we, we can send you back to Starburns with some more pitch ideas for shows now because that would be great. I'd love to. And, there, and the cool thing about this idea is there's so much black TV that – there's like a wealth of stuff that like I can – I grew up on a different world and like um, I remember being like absolutely – you know like when you're um, in like pre – you're a preteen or whatever and like yes. college kids are like the number one coolest thing you can imagine? Yes. So my whole like – my whole childhood I was like looking up to like – I was like oh my god like Denise and Whitley and, Whitley and like they're like – and I was like, college is going to be exactly like this. There's my college is going to be just exact. I'm going to have so much time at a to black college. I hear you. Be at a black college and <laughs> just be with my all my friends who are black and I'm black too. And then my mom was like, "Well, no," uh, but <laughs> you just Marissa Tomei in the first season of A Different World, when no one could figure out why. That's right. There was a white girl at this black college, and I just remember watching it going. <laughs> what is it? I mean, it does happen because there was a um, my friend graduated from Morehouse, uh, I think in like two thousand eight, mm -hmm. and historically black college. Martin Luther King graduated from there, as well as Spike Lee and Samuel L. Jackson and a lot of people. And the year he graduated from uh, college, there was a white valedictorian, what? and <laughs> all of the alums were pissed, pissed. The but white valedictorian at, at, at a historically black at a historically black college university. Yeah, her her speech had to be in with like, um, no, I'm sorry. I this is mostly going to be me apologizing for being up here. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I don't know why this happened either. <laughs> right. So it's like a historically black men's college. And then it's, Hi. you know, uh, Brian yeah. is valedictorian. It's just this like, this is awkward. How did, <laughs> but it's like, they get a lot of scholarships because they're historically, like I went to predominantly white college and I went to school for free. So mm-hmm. an HBCU mm-hmm. would have been great, but I would have had so many student loans. Mm. So because it's just, you can't get a minority scholarship as a black yeah. person in a black school. It's just not how that works. So I am now the majority at the school. So I went to the school that gave me the most money. And it was a school where my freshman year, all the black girls could sit at the same lunch table. (laughs) And my sophomore year. And my junior year. You're like, it's a historically black lunch table. You're Mm -hmm. like, hello, here we go. That's amazing. That's what we should have done. Historically black. (laughs) I mean, what I'm really waiting for is that is a historically black online college is what we're really looking for. Oh, no. (laughs) It's going to happen. (laughs) That is going to happen. I'm so excited about my uh, the historically black online college and I'm going to start. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. So this is a historically Star Trek show. Um, yes, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm such a huge Star Trek fan. Oh, my God. Amazing. <gasps> I we were watched, about to ask you. I uh, grew up watching Next Generation. Deep Space Nine is my favorite because I think that um, when they talk about, like, Black Fathers on TV, no one ever talks about Captain Sisko. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about Captain Sisko from Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think Deep Space Nine is my favorite um, yeah, I think it's my fa- it's my favorite show from all of the Star Trek TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like out of the original series, Next Generation, Voyager, Enterprise, all of them. I because I like the because that was the first time that the franchise ever did the long like the serialized the serialized as right. opposed to everything is handled this episode everything right. is, as opposed to the to be continued right. So I also I really loved the serialized storytelling of it, um, and you got to see. So much of the Cleons, and the goal of my life is to be a Cleon in a Star Trek something. Amazing. Um, it's the dream of my life. And not these new Cleons from Discovery, or not the JJ. I was going to ask you. Yeah. I hate them. I hate you them. You do? I hate them. I hate the new Cleons. Quit fucking with them. We already established <laughs> the trend. They were black people with, you know, with great hair in space. They all about some honor, and, you know, and women had positions of power. Like, yeah. what are, what are, they look like the aliens from the movie Alien. Like, I hate right. it. I think it, it's – one thing is disappointing to lose is the, like, female Klingon costume where the breastplate where the out. exposed <laughs> that's what That's one of the main reasons I want it. Like, the uh, Baylor boob sisters. Sweat. Main vulnerable area for a woman and for a person. But also it gets exposed. rid of – think about co- how comfortable it is when you're around all these machines. It's got to be hot, right? So you've got all this boob sweat and it's like an outlet I mean, for the boob sweat. 
Yeah, Honestly, it's, it's someone with, t- I mean, but there was like a little armor piece in between. It just gave yeah. you a little bit of that, a little bit of the, yeah. you know, a little bit of cleave. But there was also Ooh, like, yeah. we're still going to protect the sternum. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, uh, like the, like the Baylor sisters, like the sisters, like they were just so ridiculous. Yeah. They were yeah. so against, like they basically, like they fought, like they fought like Ferengi where it was just like, we're all about money. We don't care about honor. We're trying to get mm-hmm. paid. And it's just like. Yeah. What? And That's... then just, you know, just going around your house yelling Duras is pretty fun. <laughs> Galron's I'm... eyes, always great. So, yeah. General oh, Martok with his just one eye. Yeah. It's very refreshing to have somebody who knows what they're talking about on this show. Not that we don't love our guests who are newbies. Right. This show is all about welcoming people into the Star Trek universe and not being exclusive and not being like, oh, we're a bunch of nerds and you have to know everything about, you know, the the canon or whatever. It's it's, But it's really cool to have somebody who has, like, already invested in this. So you, you watched um, all that you've seen Next Gen before. We chose Next Gen because – if we're going to be talking to people who've never seen the show before, um, Next Gen way, is a great yeah. way in, right? Because it's not, it is. it's episodic. Everybody's going to be, you know, it's Patrick you're not going to have to see. Let's yeah. face it. Like, it's Patrick Stewart. He's due. Like, it's just, it's, it's doable. I mean, not that the other captains are not, because I, I do feel like both Cisco and Janeway are like appealing. I could never get appealing. down with Janeway. I could, I tried to watch that show. But Captain Janeway always sounded like somebody was slowly shaking her. Right. Okay, I heard that. I've heard that before, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't, like, I would slowly. love a female cop- captain, but it's just like, I can't respect her authority but when she always. shaking me. Right? I do like her she, voice. She's it's trembling. And I was like, what is, ha- like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not, why would, Cap, no. I wouldn't let this girl handle a turbo lift. Why the fuck? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I tried. And then Enterprise, I was like, all right, Scott Bakula, you lost me. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't get down. I haven't, we haven't seen, I haven't seen Enterprise. So that's my I didn't confession. want to. And I watched some of Discovery. Um, I watched the first season. The first season was interesting, but mm-hmm. when they messed with the Cleons and they just completely just changed, like, their history, no oh one's talking about honor. No one's talking about Stovacor. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. They really anyway. did. Yeah. It's, you wonder if, like, Stovacor is something that came along. At, like, how, you're like, how, did, how does this people, if you go back in time, have less religion and have less belief in, like, a life after death? Like, that doesn't make right. sense at all. But I think that's really interesting that you say that because I've been, like, really obsessed with the way that I feel like for for sure the original series and next gen to a certain extent treats Worf like he's not like I just don't understand why the Klingons don't have more of a uh developed philosophy besides like we like to hurt people and get hurt well it's like we're down to fight we're always down to fight we're not playing these games with y'all it's (laughs) we are about we're not about money we're not Ferengi it's we'll fight we'll fight to the death you know, but I always huh. like the fact that, you know, it's a woman could carry on a house. A woman could carry on the name. And they always touch on it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they never, but like the honor of your house. I mean, it's old school thinking, but I understand, you know, there's, that's just one, that's just one, um, you know, this one 
one race's way of viewing the world. I was always interested when Star Trek where everything, because I think here we're so, we think of everything like region or country. And when he gets to the Star Trek, it's like, it's your whole planet. Like y'all are all the humans. We're doing yeah. whole planets here. Yeah. They had to get it together and represent like in a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Well, for instance, like the a countries. civil war in Star Trek Next Gen is refers to a war within an entire race of people, an entire um, species, essentially. Like the war, human whatever. civil war. Exactly. Like the Federation could have its own civil war, which is like in Earth terminology, civil wars happen within only the bounds of a country. Right. And then they extend it out to be like, you wouldn't say like a southern, <laughs> the, the southern uh, tip of Korok Trog is having a civil war. <laughs> right. It's like that whole planet had one. And then like when you, and I think I like Deep Space Nine because it was, you know, the fact that where it comes in at the very beginning, it's one, it's the only series where the leader where the commander of the ship is not a captain mm-hmm. and becomes a captain mm, while the series true. is happening yeah and also it's like you learn so much about the ferengi and the bajorans and you learn mm-hmm. about the focus is less on the humanoid groups yeah. like the earth you know the earth humans mm-hmm. groups and it's more about the customs mm-hmm. and the lives of the other races mm-hmm. on the sh- the fact that you've taken over Cardassian outpost. Um, and then everything that happened with the Bajorans, who my brother likes to call the space Jews. Um, but why the space Jews the Bajorans? I love this, by the way, because they're so religious. I think of it like in World War II terms. Mm-hmm. So based on what the Cardassians did to the Bajorans, mm-hmm. I think of the Cardassians as like World War II Germans. Nazis, yeah. Right. And then because that's kind of how they, like, they came over, they took over, they enslaved them, they murdered them. So if you look at the history of what happened to them, Mm. it very much parallels Earth historical events. Mm. Mm. So my brother said it, and I was like, no. And then I thought about it, and I was like, yes. Oh, no. What do you think about the Bajorans in terms of all the, like, their religious uh, elements and stuff? I do love that, well... I do love in the first episode, Cisco becomes a prophet, which yeah, pisses off Kai Wynn, the emissary, <laughs> which pisses off Kai Wynn because she was like, but you know how long I've been working and them prophets, they never <laughs> talked to me. And then he just got here and now they, oh, they just talking to him. He just got here. I've been doing this my whole life. This human just rolls up and now he's talking to the prophets. He's having visions. This is disrespectful. Baseball guy. <laughs> yeah. Having so vision. Kai Wynn hated him day one. And then when she partners <laughs> with Gold Dukat, you're like, oh yeah, she mad. She ripped. She she's mad. hot. She's hot mad. Like, and then okay, this might sound crazy, but the <laughs> actor who played Gold Dukat looked when they made him a Bajoran. I was like, I don't want any of this. I so much prefer you in Cardassian makeup. Oh yeah. Who thought that this was something we wanted at all? <laughs> I was not a fan. I was like, please put him in that snake skin because this is not. <laughs> I'm not here for Yeah, it's better for his bone structure and his coloring. I mean, truly. Like, you're giving me, (laughs) to be disrespectful, not to be rude. And then, you know, (laughs) but my favorite thing about that is always that um, in real life, the actress, uh, I don't know if her first name is Nana. I don't know how to pronounce it. 
but who played uh Nana Visitor yeah. Kira Nerese. Yeah. Yeah, Kira Nerese has a baby in real life mm-hmm. from uh the doctor. <gasps> yes. They are Bashir and Bashir and in oh. real life. So you know when they have the shuttlecraft accident when Keiko's supposed to be pregnant, they get in the mm-hmm. shuttlecraft accident and they're like, since Keiko was injured, we had to transfer the baby into Kira Nerese. That was actually a way to brilliant. Build, that was actually a way to build her real life pregnancy into the storyline. What episode is this? Is this like so halfway good. That's, through? Right? I think it's like halfway through. And it was Let's interesting see. because when she was about to have, you know, when she was about to go into labor, it was a point of contention, and there was like, like she had her boyfriend there, and then Chief O'Brien was trying to be there, and Keiko was trying to be there. She's like, if you're in here making all of this noise, all of this, I can't have this baby. Because the Bajorans have their baby, it has to be quiet, and they don't have any pain in childbirth. Oh, but they need like peace and serenity in the room. And she had to kick everybody out. She's like, "If you want me to have to give the birth to this human baby, I have to get the hell out of this room." Um. So this yeah, five. right. This, and then Jazia Dax, her wharf, because like um, me and Sean White wanted to go to a uh, Comic Con or Dragon mm-hmm. Con, and we were gonna do uh, Jadzia and Wharf's wedding. Mm-hmm. But I was going to be Worf and he was going to be just <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That's a Genius. classic move. Yeah. Classic so, move. We saw a lot sh- of that kind of play at the con where uh, gender roles would be switched in couples. We went to one con in Vegas pre-COVID and uh, yeah, we basically ruined our shot to get LeVar Burton on the show because um, we accosted him in the line to get um, like our autograph, our autograph copies of headshots. And no, he was like, no, because <laughs> I had met him outside of Comic-Con at uh, Earwolf and it was great. It went great. He was like so into it. He was like, I love this idea. Yeah, I want to call you guys like we'll be on. And then like and then I was like, see him. At, I saw him at Comic-Con and I was like, remember me? And he's like, duh. <laughs> Too much. He's already overstimulated by the people. Way overstimulated. Very I bad was move. trying to go to the Star Trek convention in Vegas when I think it was like the 30th anniversary of Next Generation. Mm-hmm. That's what and- the one we went to. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have, hard. and I don't think I'd known you yet, so I didn't have anybody to go to. And I was like, I cannot go to a whole Star Trek convention <sighs> by myself. That's what oh I my always God, think. You shouldn't. And I, I should have just went. Just go. I know. I should we just go. Seen, I knew I you then. We would have seen each other. I knew you then. We were running around the hallways, being like, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah. Wait, what year yeah. was that? Screaming. Twenty seventeen. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, I was still living in L.A., but the problem is it was like, I'm trying to plan, I'm trying to go, and I was like, oh, who can I go with? And then, of course, I booked a show, and yep. like, I think I had to go to do like a college or something, and I was like, well, well you, gotta do, you gotta do a college. You gotta because work. now, as we know, no more college, so. No more. 17. Um, I had to do a Zoom college show the other day, and I was like, You oh. did? Yes. I've been trying to get, see if I can get one of those. That's, well, I, it was like, like a Q&A, it wasn't stand-up, because I was like, yeah. I'm not. I I didn't do any Zoom comedy shows. Not no? a single one. No, I was talking to a, a friend of mine about it, and he was like, I can't do a Zoom comedy show. He's like, I can't bomb in the comfort of my own home. And then now <laughs> I live with this bomb. Like me and this, He's like, I just got to wake up and make this bomb breakfast. He's like, I'm not doing this. So I was like, you're absolutely right. I'm not doing any of these shows. Plus, uh, I needed the audience. I couldn't do it. but. Yeah. I know I'm being distracting. I'm sorry, but I, I generate my own. I generate my own audience like, noises, though. Um, so we watched this episode at season seven. Ooh, we're already in season seven. Jesus Christ! Uh, season seven, episode two, and liaisons. Uh, liaisons. So um, 
The premise of the episode is a diplomatic mission takes a harrowing turn for Captain Picard. Meanwhile, two ambassadors make life difficult aboard the Enterprise. And so we open with uh, Worf basically complaining because he doesn't not want to do. Also, Wait. Worf being very unhappy about his formal yeah. dress. Yeah, he doesn't like it. And it's of course, so Riker funny. just completely So late in the seasons. Him. So late in the show for Worf yeah. to complain about this one thing from the military academy he's a part of as, yeah, but a, he, as a uh, lonely Klingon. It's like he's gotten out of it for so long, I think. I guess so. You just need to be cranky. Enter. Enter. It's like a pageant. Worf, they're going to be here any minute. I'm having problems. Stop yelling. If I didn't know you better, I'd say that you were procrastinating. Klingons do not procrastinate. It is a tactical delay. You have to spend about five minutes greeting the yarns when they get here and maybe an hour making small talk at this reception. I'm the one who has to escort them around the ship for the next three days. I do not enjoy these diplomatic situations. It's all part of being in Starfleet. There. I do not see why it is necessary to wear these ridiculous uniforms. Protocol. They look like dresses. That is an incredibly outmoded and sexist attitude. Surprised at you. Oh? Besides, you look good in a dress. Mm, he's hitting on him. <laughs> hitting on him. <laughs> he's hitting on him hard. I wonder why he didn't just wear his regular, uh, like the regular metallic yeah. sash that he usually wears. Why he has wears. to wear this pageant sash. I guess it doesn't fit over his dress. Likes, I don't know. He likes a metallic. It's the weight of it. You know, this one's too lightweight for him. It's probably it's probably just, like, getting all fussy, you know? He does, Worf definitely doesn't like fussy shit. No, I might have to fight somebody. There will be a reception held in your honor when you will meet the rest of my senior staff. I, of course, shall be on my way to your homeworld. But I shall be leaving you in the safe hands of my most experienced officers. Lieutenant Worf of the Klingon Empire is my head of security. He will be in charge of your safety while you're on board. Counselor Deanna Troy of the planet Beta Z will be your personal liaison officer, Ambassador Loquel. Ambassador, it's an honor to meet you. Would you like to see your quarters before we attend the reception? Please. Ambassador Byleth, this is Commander William Riker, my first officer from the planet Earth. He has been assigned to you. I want this one. Well, Commander Riker is a skilled diplomat with wide experience in interspecies contact. I'm sure. I'm sure, but I have decided I want this Lieutenant Worf. Well, that will be uh, just fine. Mr. Wolf. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Yes, Ambassador, it would be my pleasure. Yes, to... yes, enough of that. Show me to my quarters. Already an asshole. Already rude. So that is not going to be great for Worf. Um, yeah. And then if you zoom out, it's a tunic. It's not a dress. <laughs> that would be a short dress. <laughs> I mean, there's, we've seen girls out. We've seen folks living their best lives. Just <laughs> Lamp giving you. Mm-hmm. Just giving you a just a just a just a hint of a lower butt cheek. <laughs> like that's the first thing I always check out in guys, like their butts. 
I just want to know they can flaunt it. Mm-hmm. If they have I'm a, a butt person. You're a butt I've person. I've only recently started looking at men's butts. I've always been like a shoulder, arms, chest yes. situation. I don't Ooh. require an ab because uh, sometimes it's just like when they're too... When sometimes they're just too... Like when dudes are too in shape, I'm like, oh, you're just going to be heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then your abs are just hard. Yeah. And I'm a soft lady. So it's like, I don't it's know. A, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. bit much. It's like doing it with a machine. Yeah, like it's just this box. And then like if they're really muscular, they're just so much heavier. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh, I breathe from my diaphragm. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just comes out. Also, like whenever I think about like the uniforms on Next Generation, I'm just like, if you are not a real thin actor, you are never getting in any of these uniforms. That's why I like, like, and I think I like season one, Commander Riker, and then I think like season seven, Commander Riker, mm-hmm. but it's just like, oh, he filled out because he didn't gain weight. He just no, filled out. He's, he, got that, it, he's got that man meat. Slightly thicker, uh, like a dad bod. Not even dad him. bod. It's just like, oh, I'm getting a consistent check. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invest in some protein shakes. I might start eating meat again. Like, yeah, it's definitely, it's great. And then I like that they got Deanna Troy out of that weird goddess outfit that they had her mm-hmm. in. Where yeah. it was just like the very low, wide neckline, and then like the, oh, yeah, the asymmetrical, yeah, or, or that the weird turquoise? like the turquoise, where we just I was like, y'all can't, your crafty must be just carrot sticks. Like there's oh no God. way I know that you could eat in any of those outfits. And it was a she unitard, about, so she can't even gain any vagina weight, which she talks as we about. All know. <laughs> she talks about wearing a corset like the entire time because she's supposed to. Like, underwear is perfect at, at the time in the future. So she's supposed to wear this, like, full structure under like her a dress spanks. so that it, you can't see any kind of, like, any kind of shapes. Yeah, I've been oh. noticed that. And I was like, because you would see her on certain episodes. I'm like, oh, she definitely has, like, a corset or a shaper on. But it's, like, the smoothest corset yeah. you've ever seen. I'm like, is it built into her outfit? Also, y'all didn't stop going to the bathroom in the future. So Thank how you. do you get out of this it's thing? It's a catheter. 24-7. It has to be. It has it's to be. It's a boot catheter situation. But, yeah, it's like when that first couple of moments, I was just like, like, we walked up and said, I want this one. I was like, okay, what we're not doing <laughs> out here in space is rolling up on me talking about, I want this one. What? Pick it. I'm not a puppy in a store. I know. It's rude, not. Man. You don't get to pick. Ugh. Like... It's so rude, and their whole and then immediately you're you're like, okay, so he's obsessed with Klingons, or like he has a crush on Klingons. Like, what is his? He's like a Klingon ophile or something. But these this culture apparently doesn't really know much about the rest of the. This is like their first contact. So, just why? Like, why? why? Just based I, on looks. Well, is it because it's like I think they've got a forehead situation. Maybe Worf has a forehead situation. So it's like maybe they feel maybe. like they might have had a distant ancestor. Yeah. Maybe it'd be great if he just said that. Like, I want somebody with like a similar forehead. I'd feel more comfortable. Right, someone who's like who understands, you know, my hatred of hats. Like, <laughs> just someone who gets it. Also, I love this season because this is when Worf's like they he doesn't have that weird bob anymore. Oh, like, I know. Just like, yeah, like that bit Bob situation. I was just like, who is in? They hair let and him makeup? have real that cling was a rough on hair. Patch. That yes. Was a rough yeah. patch. Because especially then, like, other Klingons would bo- board on the ship, and they'd be like, Mah! Yeah, and their hair Warf was crazy. Just like... <laughs> oh, the hair was giving you, like, full, just like... Just a quaff. Just, like, a like, gorgeous, like, you know, like a, a nice... Like a Dionne Warwick. 
Well, like a full like 18 inch, like 20 inch, like a Remy, Indian Remy situation. (laughs) Like really just out here just shaking their bundles. Like just giving you, like it's like, and there's texture to it. So it's giving you an ethnic vibe. And it's like, yes, we are Cleons and we condition this hair. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just would see Worf out there with those bob. And I'm just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. And castrating this man. Yeah, Yeah, he he looks like a newscaster. He's he's only praying all the time. Like a a French little prayer boy. (laughs) So this guy that Deanna has who is like, um, sort of like stocky and little, and uh, we don't really understand exactly what it is that they're supposed to be. I guess it's just like a learning expedition where they get to like go meet the people in the Federation and see what they do. Um, but Deanna shows him about food. That is delicious. And he gets to eat a chocolate cake. Delicious. Ambassador, I think we're going to get along very well. Shall we? Her job is so easy. I mean, isn't she supposed to be, like, reading his emotions the whole time anyway? <laughs> oh, come on. Turn up. Take he the whole the tray. the whole tray. <laughs> but in Warfland. I am sorry you do not care for our... Bring me new food. Ooh. I require a higher protein and enzymatic content. <laughs> Ambassador, yes. it's the custom usually in a situation like this for us to serve ourselves. It's called a buffet. Bring me new food. Ambassador. Doctor, it is all right. I am happy to bring more food. Just. Also, I I would think that in the future, buffets would not still be a thing, but. You still got to get it in. But it's like the germs, right? Like COVID. I mean, it's so clean though. Why is he leaning like that? I've heard that in moments of diplomatic (laughs) tension, it is often helpful to find elements of commonality. Master Byleth is demanding, temperamental, and rude. You share all of those qualities in abundance. Perhaps you should try to build on your similarities. Okay, what is Data up to? Yeah, I don't know. Got him. I think he microdosed that morning because, frankly, (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, tap, tap. (laughs) <laughs> like are you yeah, giving us like a lower personality chip situation like what he was just like in. he just rolled in like hey bud and i was like J- was jordy not available but yeah. like but jordy wouldn't say something like that no, and, and no. Riker had already messed with him about his dress so it was like who can come in and it give had a v- to be yes it's it's so funny because it's like the data's been learning how to be a human this whole time so it's like weird that nobody told him like calling somebody rude is insulting <laughs> Well, he's like, like you're not you supposed the- to do that. He's like, but I'm just giving you the facts. Like, you have all of these. Like, you have all of <laughs> oh, these. so he's just like you. Right. So you have all these shade. qualities. You should be able to do this. But also, like, I just realized, like, I'm sitting here. I'm just like, it just bothers me. It's just like, it's just so, like, it, I don't want to say that it's, like, triggering ever, but I'm just like, some white man just yelling at a black man to just bring them more food. I'm just sitting there going, I want to, yeah. I want to fight somebody. I, I want to fight yeah, somebody. I know. Yeah. And I know. it's, it's just so weird. And it's also because I do I this the amount of acting that Dr. Crusher had gave you in that literally one minute scene, because as soon as he said it, she just grabs her chest and she's like, OK, so ambassador, what we're doing here, because it's like it's like because she's not doing it for the ambassador. She's trying to catch she's trying to stop war from kicking his ass is what she's trying to do. And it's just like, you don't. OK, I don't understand our customs. 
Also, I think the weirdest thing for me is if this is a first contact, why wouldn't you have some of their food on this mm -hmm. buffet as right. well? Right. Like a cross-cultural, yeah, it's just cupcakes. Yeah, it's strange. It's like a Magnolia right. bakery spread. <laughs> right. So if like if we're out here at this interracial wedding, this interspecies wedding. Right. Um, why are we only getting the groom side? Like yeah. I want what do they eat? Let's learn about I know, them. I want to know what they eat. They said they only eat for sustenance. So is it just like big blocks of tofu or something like that? I want to know. Yeah, but also just, it's like – He just gave him a rice cakes at the end. So it just seems like bland, plain, <laughs> chemical. Yeah, like pellets. Right. But also it's like how do we know how art – can they – it's like someone who's been like vegan their whole life and then eats a cheeseburger. Right. Like you're going to be in pain. Right, So it's right. like, how do exactly. we know they can even yes. eat our food? Even yes, if you exactly. eat burgers, you might get in pain. So I mean, not if you go to like a nice spot. Um, <laughs> but that's what I thought was so crazy. I was like, so this is a brand new species. We've never had contact with them before. And we're just like, hey, here's a bunch of our food. Hope you don't die. <laughs> like if you think this is like, they're going to have a lesson on diarrhea later. Right. And it's like, okay, here, there's like Dr. Crusher's going to be pumping people's stomachs. Dr. Like, Crusher's like getting the ready room all of prepared. Like, Listen, she's we like, we're going to have to up out the, the latrines. It's very, I thought it was very, I was like, so you don't have any of their food. I mean, I know they came to your ship, but yeah. it's like, does everyone have spaceship technology? Right. Well, there's a lot of moments where like their anatomy is just like assumed to be exactly the same as the anatomy of humans, which is like, Obviously, it's not when they're, you know, their whole – like, later on, he ex the guy explains, like, oh, we just, like, can be dead for a while, and it seems like we're dead, but that's – then we're not. And but I can also like, tell you anything. <laughs> so this is when they crash. So um, Picard is – Picard and Voval are, are driving down to um, his home world, Voval's home world, and can then – what? It's just, like – I'm a little bit upset because Anna is a little bit me. That's how I like do things. That's how I like operate in the world. I'm like, I love you. But Wait, I'm also Picard. Oh, when What's, he meets Anna on the on that um yes, with, after they coming, crash. It's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. So this concussion. is I just Okay, here we go. When he says you may have a concussion, I'm like Isn't he like, what's a concussion? <laughs> Got to enterprise, do you read me? Also, the classic trope of being on a planet with the plasma right. storms. Right, always. In Seattle. Always, always a land storm. on some Seattle Seattle planet. Is he like Seattle over like <laughs> Northern California where it's yeah. like there's nothing? It's either like <laughs> Palm Springs where it's desert. Only, yeah, mm hmm. It's whether they can film in Burbank or not. Basically. It's like, of, oh, we're going to Glendale. <laughs> so he goes into this cave. And he meets this lady who's like. Oh, wait, uh, before that, the. The little boy, when he meets the little boy. I know, that's what I was like. The, because it was is, like, what yeah, was this, like, well, I've never seen a, a mini, like, I've ne like, we're born full grown. I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> so insane. Please. How the hell does Please, that happen? You've, you've been so kind. He's like at, at Mardi Gras right now. <laughs> also, this wig they have on her. Yeah, that looks like the like apple juices. juices that my husband drinks. Yum. No, I do yeah. like that she didn't drink Next, out of a straw. Eight, yeah. Which is really interesting because it's not really... He's, like, reusable, so it's... 
Sometimes when we need an extra lab or... These pearls. Ambassador? Come on, Marita Sirtis. Give us this acting. <laughs> Look at this living room in the middle of, like, the... Yeah. You gotta sit down somewhere. Never seen it before. It's a child. Child? The kid. Children are our <laughs> His face is perfect. The best look ever. They His face young. is perfect. They grow into adults over a period of many years. They grow into beings like us. Offspring. Ambassador, I don't like this. I'm curious. Nope. How does your Touching species him to procreate? A little too much. Post-sailing We emerge from the natal pod fully grown. I see. If he checks you his have teeth, a name? I'm going to scream. Eric. Eric. Do you like dessert? May I give Eric some dessert? That sounds like a wonderful idea. Eric's on, like Eric. sick. <laughs> this is like how kidnappings happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a white van. Can he get into it? Uh, I have. <laughs> I have a white shuttlecraft. With candy. <laughs> so Picard's been through the storm. He got knocked out. He's like, Amber alert. Somebody's and now there's some device around his body and he can't move. And oh, it no. shocks him when he touches it. Ah! The hell? Come on, Patrick Stewart, give him that acting. He's so amazing. There's someone there? Give him that Royal Shakespeare. Who's there? Hi. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. This bitch. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, she's over <laughs> a literal cauldron. <laughs> Who are you? Not my mouth. I don't know you. Yeah, that's not sanitary. Ugh. Great first interaction. No, wait. You've been uh, Stop. There was someone else on the shuttlecraft with me. The pilot, he's injured. He needs your help. He's dead. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what? Okay, well. He's dead. <laughs> she just. He's dead. <sighs> She's really not. I mean, this in... is. This show has had so many amazing, like, guest stars come in. And then just to see this girl, you're like, what the. Uh, whose niece is this? <laughs> I thought she she did she did the misery thing well. Like I was so glad that spoiler alert at the end that it wasn't a real lady who's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's so Star Trek that they would do a lady who's just like, yeah, she's just been on this planet so long that she's a crazy bitch. <laughs> it's cool that they like manufactured a lady who is basically a siren, you know, whose, like, whole purpose is to, like, trap him there with her, you know, I think her it's love so, but, magic. But it's, like, the ladies, they always get to be, like, quote-unquote, like, love interest for Picard are never, like, hot. They're just, like, interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, that lady had the back and forth with where they had the Robin Hood episode, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Q was, like, the sheriff of Sherwood Forest. And it's, like, I can't remember that girl's name. It was some fun name. But it was just, like, this girl ain't even a like, she's too much. And she's, like, I mean, like, because there was, like, a standard they were giving us in, like, late 80s, early 90s mm -hmm. of what, like, mm -hmm. a Vosh. That's what it is. It's Vosh. 
Um, Bosh. They were giving us, and I'm just like, okay, this girl must be a great actress. Because it's like, I think that I like the fact that they would just give him girls that were like interesting. They weren't they're just straight up like hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just but, art candy. Because like, uh, who is and it? They would do that a lot one? in the 80s. Like, there was one that was built specifically to allure men. Like, she was like brought into oh, the ship yeah. in her sexual prime, and Picard was like, go. <laughs> and she was actually really beautiful, like yeah. a hot actress. Oh, yeah, but she was like built for, like, the, she was like yes. the sexiest of her species. And then she yes. was, because it was like for me, I remember watching her going, like, oh, this is the chick who runs the brothel. Like, this is yeah. the one which just like, oh, hello, men. But also, yeah. you're not going to have sex with me. You're not good enough. Have sex with this girl. Um, yeah, I remember that episode. She was gorgeous. I think Riker just kind of like passed out when he saw her. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's a known actress too. Uh, I can't remember who her it was. Name is it's the perfect mate. It's Famke Jensen. Oh yeah, from yes, she, she did yes. Oh, she came and just like she should have like the Jessica Rabbit music. Like every time yeah. she moved, it should have been like. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 it was dun, a lot, and she's dun, still uh, this to this day. She's very hot. Oh yeah, she'll be on stuff, and you're just like advanced age. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd crash a shuttlecraft for that girl. Who are you talking yeah, about? Absolutely. I will I will uh turn my back on the generation. I will become a Romulan. Whatever you need me to do. Yeah. I remember her. It was like boom, 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 boom. She was an X-Men with Stuart, yes. She was oh, a trill. Yeah, she was a trillion you know. lady. Yeah. She was a trill. Oh, and she I think that's when we learned about like the symbiont and all this? of that. Ugh, I love the, that you're the such updo? a fan. I'm so refreshed right now. The updo. Oh, thank you. Do you know what was so crazy? And I thought this was kind of weird. Like uh, for Jadzia Dax, Michael Westmore, he would, instead of them using a stencil, he would yeah. hand paint all of her markings. Oh, my God. Every day. So and I'm oh just like, God. and then like, it'll start, like when you got to the bottom of her neck, he would actually like put a number on it. So it was like, this is the one I did on this show. This one I did on this show. And nobody could figure out why he just wouldn't do a stencil because it's like if you have like five trill actors in there you're not going to spend the four hours that you spent on yeah all of i think them. it's sort of like mem- muscle memory though as you paint somebody's face over and over you know how you like people get in a makeup rut mm-hmm. it's like you can get in a makeup rut where you do your same exact makeup every single day and it looks like identical it's probably like for makeup artists they just are like it's just rote at this point like i know how to have done it so many fucking times like, oh, this this spot goes next to her actual freckle or whatever. But it um, still took like two, over two hours. Yeah. When I'm you sure. could have just. <laughs> she was in the chair for so long. I mean, it was like her and Worf sitting there going, all right, let's go. Because, <laughs> um, like, Michael Dorn talked about it. Like, he would just yeah. see, like, the other guys, like, come in and be like, pop, pop, pop. And he's done. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been here since 5 a.m. What time did you get here? 9.30. Yeah. Want a burrito? And you're like, yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> like George just pops on the lenses. He's like, like all right. Sorry I'm late. No big deal. My mom said when I was a kid, I asked her one about Wharf. Why does that man have peanut butter on his forehead? Aw. Uh, and then... I always thought that Jordy's visor looked like one of those like hair combs. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the banana 80s. clip. The banana yeah. clips. And I was like, ah, I loved it. But yeah, this girl, I mean, I'm not trying to get trapped by this girl. On, I don't care what planet Me we're neither. on. She's so sad. On the shuttle, 
There is a lot of equipment that will have survived the crash. Picard's being so gentle with her. Use it She's like 95% there, and that 5% is so disturbing. Yes. Mm. Both of us. Now, if you will help me to get to the shuttle. Oh! Don't move. It's bad. Don't worry, I won't move. You have three broken ribs. The restrictor device will hold the bones in place. Let them. Ew. What? Mm. Let them knit. It's been so long since I talked to anyone. I used to talk to myself. This is when you're on that first date and you're like, cool. And I thought that it, it might mean I was crazy. Uh-huh. So I, I stopped talking. Great. Oh, this explained her speech pattern. It'll be a while before you can walk. And perhaps you could go to the shuttle and bring the equipment back here. I can do that. Good. Go into the cockpit. Look for a small comp panel in the instrument array. See if you can remove it. Bring it back here. Don't Why does she know what that is? Yeah. Does everybody know how, how ships work? I, I think know. her ship is, he's like, oh, she she took a ship here, so she. Maybe, he, maybe he's just saying like, iPad, iPhone. Yeah, maybe he's saying, yeah. For headphone uh, jack. Pager. <laughs> Put yeah. the, the plug, the charger in the port. <laughs> well, yeah, because of like, if she's on a, I mean, they're on a freight yeah. ship now. I mean, she can't get it to work again, but it's like, you're still operating. Like the ship can still, like it still has like the, like the AC and the heat still work. Like this is your habitat. So you know enough about the controls of a ship to be able to keep yours your lights are on, but then there's a fire in there, so. But I guess you gotta cook, because your replicator probably doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find like, the place where she says later, I love you to him. Later she's like, I I, I may have some sp spices left laying around. Uh, no, it's like, I'm conflicted, because she's been there for seven years, but also I'm like, what spices? That yeah. looks like a trash hole. Like that. <laughs> I mean, did you bring spices? Like Spices do... become important, I think. <laughs> spices are always important. Especially, you oh know, God, you're yes. surrounded by yourself. Any anything you're cooking up there. They are all. So this I think is where she I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, she broke the thing. I'm sorry. She's almost hot. But it's disturbing. Uh, we will get out of here. It's not gonna be easy, but we must work together. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, you I damaged our only chance. I've waited for so long. Why would you use a phaser first, to do anything? <laughs> I had hoped that I would be rescued. I kept setting up microfusion flares and looking up at the sky and waiting for someone to come and take me away. But it never happened. Don't those flares have to go to space? Yeah. I guess microfusion flares are. I mean, they're worthy. trapped in her atmosphere. There's no one's ever going to see them. A precipice near here. You haven't talked in seven years. You said precipice? I used to go there and <laughs> stare down at the gorge and I'd think, I can just step over the edge and end it all. He's like, I really don't have time for this. 
And then I realized that it was the hope that was driving me crazy, that I had to accept I would never get out of here. Anna, no matter how long it takes, we will get out of here. Yay. I knew from the moment I saw you that you here we were have. here to save me. I'll do anything you want. Just don't leave me. I don't ever want to be alone again. Oh, you ain't talking to Riker, ma'am. He ain't trying to get the buns that quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Riker, Riker would be would, so down. Riker would take them buns. She'd be pregnant. I love you. He, what? Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. I'm That's so going to be a no. Like, if I would, yeah. It, uh, Picard later is like, you're like so kind and mm -hmm. so great. Thank you so much <laughs> for all of your help. Um, but you unfortunately. Truly are like, yeah. And she's just, I, I don't know. Has anyone ever said I love you to you like way too early? Like, way I feel like it's like a, yeah. 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 Like I mean, people say I love you. Like, I, I feel like if you're stranded on, on a planet for seven years and somebody comes along, I don't care who it is. I'm like, I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that part of it. But she didn't say it that way. She said it like, I am in love with you, sir. Yeah. Like, you and I have, are meant to be, which is like, how do you think that's going to work fluttering. out? Yeah. Like, oh, how did you two meet? <laughs> well, I crashed on a planet. I broke three ribs. And then she held me captive. And, and I knew she was the one for me. And she just cares so much you know like most women will you know want to get off the planet but she really only wanted me to stay there and that was how i knew that it was forever um i mean most people would have just put a track you know they would have put me under a machine the machine would have put my ribs back together but no i had to wait there and wait for my body to do it all on its own she's uh and he's like i don't think you really this is the part where he says i don't think you really actually possibly love me because that's Cray. I'm very grateful to you for saving my life. And I think that you are a very warm and compassionate woman. And what? I feel a great sympathy warm. for what you've been through. That's Warm's always the warning. Yep. Yeah, it's rough. But I don't think that you can really be in love with me. How can you say that? Of course I love you. Don't no. tell me how to feel. I'm the first person you've seen in seven years. I'm bringing you the hope of leaving this place. Don't you think that you could possibly be just a little confused right now? So you're not attracted to me? I think it's a little premature. <laughs> we hardly know anything about each other. Date night. <laughs> True. That's so funny because like he falls in love immediately if he's like hot for Yeah. Me. Sorry if I made you uncomfortable. He doesn't like clingy bitches. Uh, uh -uh. Yeah. No harm done. You gotta have a standard. Riker, here. on the other hand, would have laid it down. Yeah. Riker would have been like, yeah, no, this is true love for the next 24 hours. And I'm gonna hit it from every angle. Jordy would be like, okay, done. you're not you real. Over to the shuttlecraft immediately. Yeah, Jordy Wait, only falls in back. love with come. fake women. When the fake guy confesses, women. when the guy confesses that it's actually like a ruse, he'd be like, okay, but let's now play, I like let's her. Play occasionally. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me you're completely unavailable? So <laughs> she's never gonna age. Okay. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back on the ship, they try to play poker to ease the tension, but it doesn't work, of course. 
Because why did anybody think that would help ease the tension? This ship has yeah, the most a competitive game. Freighted like poker matches. It's just like every poker match they have, somebody always gets in an argument. <laughs> it's and it's, it's usually always extremely mad. contentious. They're like, yeah, let's do this. Don't they have beach volleyball? We have a whole holodeck. Do not let my title inhibit you, Klingon. Oh my God. Get him. Get him. Tell him what time it is. I love those little, like, slaps here. Yeah. He started it. Yes. What? Good. Weird. Yeah. Just get that man in the chest. Look at the, the guy just eating. eating and then... <laughs> Mr. Ward, that is an order. That's a, not a good hold. Uh, head plate versus head plate. Wonderful. Creepy. Weird. Very good. Thank you. You liked it. Lieutenant Worf, I think I understand now that was a very effective demonstration. What? If you'll excuse me, I would like to document this experience. Okay, could Deanna I'm Troy not read this? Yes. I love that they're eating popcorn. It's just like, let's... <laughs> but really, Deanna Troy, like, isn't that her job? I mean, I know she's only half beta said, so she only gives you, like, half... Like, she only feels, like, strong emotions. So mm -hmm. half the time, I'm not always a fan of her. Um, also, Loxana Troy. Shout out to Loxana Troy. Oh, my God, the best. Um, also, she's the voice of the ship because she's... Gene Roddenberry's ex-wife. It's yes. amazing. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Major Roddenberry. Uh, Huge. The fact that Deanna Troy did not feel any of these intentions, that she didn't know that he was on a campaign of foolishness. <laughs> I was like, why are you here? Yes. What were you doing? Yeah. Normally, she'll sense from the beach. She's like, this person says they really like sweets, but I feel like there's something else going on or with he's their pissing obsession. Off, right. Or he's pissing off Worf on purpose. Why? Yeah. Like I he, guess, like, the guy who's experiencing pleasure through her, she can kind of, like, the in-universe explanation is, like, well, he really is curious about these things, so it is all curiosity that I'm sensing. But, like, with this other guy, it's, like, the minute Worf starts hitting, like, stop, he's not, he's, he doesn't actually want <laughs> to fight you. He's, like, he's weirdly getting off on this. Right. It could have been, like, hey, Worf, he's messing with you, which I honestly think would have just pissed Worf off more. Yeah. So what's the point? Okay, so I'm going to tell you some fun facts. One is the first episode in which Worf, Troy, and Beverly Crusher are seen in their dress uniforms. All right. This is only one of three TNG episodes uh, that do not feature the Enterprise D bridge and the others being Family and Dark Page. Mm. And this is the one of only five TNG episodes that doesn't have a start date. Although Picard does confirm it's seven years from start date, Anna tells him that denotes uh, the date of the crash. Right. So, and then one more thing. Um, I'll tell you in a second. It's about <laughs> Deanna Troy. I'm just finding the actual thing so I can read it. Oh, the story initially contained a subplot of Troy earning the rank of commander, which was later used in thine own self. Ooh. Yeah. Wait. That, and so the, they, they cut that out and put it in a different episode? Where she, like, passes a test. It's coming up. Oh, I'm, yeah. like, excited oh, for it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, like... It probably been, just would have been too... It probably yeah. seems like... Like, the, also with all that going on, and then with Picard being off ship, and all that going on, like, just giving her the rank of commander... Yeah. Seems yeah, like yeah, something yeah. that's just, like, a distraction. Right. Yeah. If for, it, I would have been mad own, if I like, were her. 
I know. I would have made it its, its own episode because it's such an important character and they already move her powers around a lot to accommodate fl- yeah. uh, bad writing. So, yeah. like, uh, or plot holes or whatever. So, um, I would want for it to happen the way it happened, which is like, give In me a fucking own. episode where I can yeah. like, turn into a commander, bitch. Like, it's you a huge already deal for me. Making me like a little princess that disappears conveniently for right. the first four episodes, uh, seasons. So, yeah. So this is the point where Picard actually figures it out. Don't care. So she's about to jump off the precipice. I'll jump. You know that someone Unless with that length of skirt has some kind of mental something. Yeah. Well, he realizes that when the jig no, is up because they promise. get an altercation and her necklace breaks. Right. Yeah. And then... That- yeah. The, now the necklace is back. And I was like, wait a minute. We broke that's this necklace. So, How is it around her neck? That's so, he's such a good detective. Um, but yeah, to Veronica's point, an ankle length skirt is always a red flag. You're like, Atlanta. it's too modest. And people <laughs> who use that word are usually, I'm like, I'm like homeschooled. Yes, there's some, something's going on. Some, some branch of Christian that I'm like, okay. I mean, you don't know who her people were. And honestly, after the original series, you don't see anybody in a short skirt. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, in real life, Dulce, are you not a little bit, like, that's that skirt's too weird of a length for me. Well, remember, You're like... a little bit mistrustful. Well, no, because for the time period, a lot of the skirts were that weird in-between length. Mm-hmm. We're just like, mm-hmm. can I wear an ankle boot with this? How high do my hoops... Yeah. I'm going to wear a flat. I, I don't know what to do with this. It's, a pro- mm-hmm. it's like a fashion problem that denotes, like, a bigger problem. Is it's what I'm big, saying. Bigger problem in society. Society's grappling with its <laughs> own misogyny saying. over that skirt length. It's I know all coming to play. <laughs> that it was problematic every time I wore one of those. I don't I I never have, thought about it. I don't wear skirts 90s, a lot. Maybe. Um because it feels like it's like half a dress, you know what I mean? My, why not just have the dress? I know. The, That's I, kind of my, my context philosophy. is I dated someone who was homeschooled from Tennessee, so that was sad. Um and I think that's how I was expected to dress around his parents. <laughs> You've never met his parents. I did. Oh, yeah. You did? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh my God. What did they Once, think of you? It was so funny because he was like, if you could uh, try to dress m- modest for them, please. And I was like. Oh, my God. I, I, I kind of did, but also like not at all. Um, and then at his cousin's wedding, uh, we were like decorating the car for like the wedding stuff. And his dad, who's a pastor, was like behind us. Oof. Um, so, I don't like a all pastor people, behind by me. The way. So uh, he's behind us, and then a gust of wind just like lifts my my skirt <laughs> all the way up, and I'm wearing thongs. And like, you know, I'm a Latina. I have like my, <laughs> I have my like, I'm just like ready to like show my butt anywhere, and not like Latinas do it, but I am that person. Um, and I turn around because I. Lower my my skirt, like, oh, fuck. And then I turned around, and his dad was like. <laughs> These were Mormons. No, not Mormons. No, what what were they? It's like, a different branch. It's like a little sect of Christ. Mennonite? It's called the Church of Christ. Mm, okay. Mormon so, Mormon adjacent. Well. Yeah. It's, it's, there's many of those in the States. They're like tiny Christian, like, pockets. Mm. Tiny Christian pockets. School modesty. Mm. I um, didn't know about him until I moved here, and then it happened. You have been manipulating me, haven't you? He Uh-oh. just figured what are this you out. Saying? 
the necklace. It broke. I saw oh. it in the cargo fridge on the floor by the fire. I left it there. Now it's around your neck. It's whole. How? She's Tell me you love me. I must know. Where's Vauvile? Isn't it convenient that he arrived moments after you left? That he insisted that I come here to look for you? That I find you here on the ledge, ready to jump? That's very good timing, don't you think? The delivery of that line. Uh, timing. We're working together. He is the only one who could have brought you the necklace. Tell me about your love. Or I'll jump. Go ahead. Why don't you do it? It's a uh, long way down. Must be 200 meters. You'd die instantly, if that's what you want. But I don't think that it really is. I do love how the background changes. You can tell it's a special Bobo. part. I have failed. <laughs> failed? Val, what is going on? My name is Ambassador Boval. Ambassador. Oh, excuse me. My mission was to study human intimacy, specifically the concept you call love. In our Get study of your culture, we did not understand certain concepts, so we sent three representatives to study them, to experience them. But why did you believe that bringing me here would give you a better understanding of love. Several years ago, we discovered the remains of the Torellian freighter on this planet. The ship contained logs written by a single survivor, a human woman. That was our first contact with the human culture. The woman lived alone here for seven years until another human crashed on this planet, a human male. And the man was injured. She nursed him back to health and they fell in love. In the log, she described many concepts we found difficult to understand. Pleasure, antagonism, love. These were alien to us. We wished to experience them for ourselves. Ambassador Loquel was sent to experience pleasure. Byleth was sent to experience antagonism. And I was sent to experience love. Was this wrong? <laughs> Let me just say that we would not take such a direct approach. Mm -hmm. Ambassador, I have to tell you that in my culture, what you have done would be considered a crime. Crime. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Well. <laughs> He's like, we have to rob a bank now. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> For now. I think we should get off this planet. Am I right in assuming that the damage to the shuttle is not as bad as it seems? That is correct. We can leave at any time. <laughs> I think that now will be quite nice. So that's just it. But everything's fine. Is, but what if? What if Picard <laughs> did fall in love with her? Exactly. And then you find out it's Voval. Yeah. A worse crime, a crime of the heart. Right, because that was the goal. 
And they're like, so then does Voval just have to stop live, like keep living as this lady? Also, Voval sounds like Volva, which is like. Very Wait, I'm weird. saying it crazy. I think it's Volval. Yeah, it's even crazier than. But it's like, I just don't understand. Like, if your experiment was successful, right? And right. he did fall in love Sick. with you, Sick. then you have to go, hey. <laughs> I'm actually this alien. I'm a bastard of Volvo. Thanks for falling in love with me. Now we understand love. And it's like, you yeah. bastard. Yeah. That what would be criminal. the ultimate. <laughs> and it, they shouldn't have chosen. Well, they should have chosen Riker. They should have chosen Riker. You should have done your research. Exactly. But I, think I think it's more interesting that they showed Picard other than because if they would have chosen Riker, we would have all expected Riker to be Riker. Yeah. And then it's like, Volvo has to go, oh man, I did not. We don't know what the parts are. So this would have not worked out great right. because Riker's trying to be Riker and he's like, what? It's a Barbie doll down here. What are we doing? What happened? <laughs> also, I'm, I can see Riker being like, well, I'm already in love with you. Yeah. Riker it, would be like, I mean, we could fuck as Boval. Yeah. it's it, He could be like, Flexible. Listen, know? they go to Risa and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Somebody pointed out, um, our last guest pointed out that like Risa is the planet that um, he was supposed to get married to Deanna Troy before he took the position on the Enterprise. Like when he was stranded on Katemkin, he was then, he was supposed to meet Deanna at Risa and they were going to get married there. And it's funny that that never happened, but then he still keeps going to the wedding planet all the time. <laughs> Well, it's She's a pleasure like, planet, so it's like it's just like the Vegas of space is what seems rightly seems. Yeah, to I be. guess that's true, but I feel like it holds special meaning. And and Deanna's like, "Hey, could you stop going to our wedding site, <laughs> like and hanging out it? all what the time?" What is the object the they have in Risa? The Maharagon? the Horgon, the Horgon, the Horgon. Well, the and then Horgon. that where Riker got that crazy game from, where you had to put mm-hmm. like the disc in the funnel, mm-hmm. and then everyone just gets like hypnotized. Or it something. gives you an orgasm. Yeah, Risa basically. is like just straight up trouble let's face it it's space and vegas it's, it's space, it vegas. Really space it's vegas space you vegas. go there you get married you you know you might cheat on your significant other but what happens on risa stays on risa God but in the ship's right. log <laughs> also in the ship's log um well that was the end basically he's like uh sorry we kidnapped you um we just needed to learn about crushes and stuff uh so it, and now we know what what chocolate is, which is great. And we, one of us got in a fight. <laughs> so now they just have to like have these people in the Federation and they're like, yeah, they're kind of um, – <laughs> just be really careful. <laughs> just don't go anywhere with them. Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> never follow a Volval to a second location. Like, <laughs> never <laughs> never go anywhere with the Yarians. <laughs> Uh, never play poker with them and never give them chocolate or they turn into monsters. And, oh, and don't leave them with your kids. Just don't. Just don't. It leave might not be kids. a good idea. <laughs> they don't it know just might be a are, lot for, for the poor kid. <laughs> Eric, meanwhile, is like just gorging himself on ice cream, like Torellian ice cream sundaes and shit. And his mother's like, well, you know, it's for the prime directive. So, <laughs> yeah, have another Sunday, Eric. <laughs> Um, well, Dulce, it's been so good having you with us, um, and we're so excited to listen to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug besides the stuff I said, or if you want to, um, just talk um, about anything you've heard or said recently, songs you like? 
<laughs> I uh I have a um well I am there's a show on E called Ten Things You Don't Know About Your Favorite Celebrities, and I'm doing the voiceover for that. So if you hear me talking about things you didn't know about Kevin Hart or Tiffany Haddish or uh, Robert Downey Jr., that's your girl. Um, also, I'm uh, doing this cartoon called The Great North that's on Fox. It's going to be coming out next year. Oh, amazing. It, so, animated, right? Yeah, animated show. So look out for that. All right. Awesome. On Fox. Well, um, Dulce, we're so excited for you and that show sounds amazing and we're so excited for your podcast. Thanks for being Thank with you. us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be able to talk about Star Trek with people who I don't know. look at me like I'm ridiculous. And the next con you're coming with. It's weird to try to talk about it uh, in real life and sometimes I just want to and no one is down. So yeah. Yes. Next con we hit. You're next coming con. With we're going. It's going to be we're wild. Going. It's going to be post-COVID con. Everybody's going to be losing their minds. We got. I call Luxana. Sorry. Okay, you can call Luxana. It can be call... three, four Luxanas. Three, can, four Luxanas. The three of us could be four Luxanas. The different want. iterations, for sure. There's many uh, episodes. I'll be Bilal sister, Kaiwen, um, and then uh, Mugi. Uh, if I could figure out how to do Ferengi make makeup, I would definitely want to be Mugi, which is uh, Quark's mom. Oh yeah. Well, Ooh. there's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really I'm good. sure there's a YouTube video out there, a tutorial for it. So, you oh put your styrofoam balls on your head, put them underneath <laughs> pantyhose, cover them with latex. <laughs> boom, you're out here. Bunch you're of hairspray. Several glue sticks. Yes. yes. You got a baby's butt on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dulce. Have a good day. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay. Thank you for being here. Thank bye, you. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news. Ew, ew, ew.